And we are back. Devils on the rush. You got the fisherman here with co-host Alex Shavansi. And I should say not devils on the rush, but devils on the parkway. First <laughs> official car cast brought to you by the New Jersey State Parkway. All right, Alex, <laughs> what a week it has been. I mean, that is three and one this week. When we look back at this week, I mean, a couple ship pumpings and uh, a win on Friday. Uh, Alex, give me your thoughts of the past week. Yeah, so obviously didn't get started off uh, on the right note with the game against the Caps, but the Devils re- rebounded with three straight wins after that, uh, just kind of beat the Red Wings into the ground. And then the game against the Avalanche on Friday was total opposite of that. It was a tight checking defensive game that they won one nothing. that, you know, I don't think you would have thought Devils would have won a game like that a season ago. So that was definitely notable. And then obviously what we just witnessed at the Prudential Center today is 7-1 demolition of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Apparently they're holding a closed door meeting. Um, I was just reading on Twitter, Brad Larson didn't wasn't available for media right away and it took a while to get out there. So the Blue Jackets held up. The Devils are holding teams to closed door meetings. It's a weird time to be alive, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's just a whole new brand of hockey. Uh, you know, the shot suppression has been fantastic. The shots for has been astronomical. Uh, it, this is not your father's devils. Uh, that's all I can say. Yeah, this is not. There's like I saw there was the thing going around after the Avs game. I think one of their reporters asked Miko Rantanen about like the neutral zone trap, and I'm like, it's 2022. Like, then if you watch any other, devils yeah, game, shout out to our friends at Devils Daily and Devils Insider. I believe they uh called that journalist out pretty hard, and to his. To his credit, he responded. I saw on Twitter, you know, apologizing for the laziness. Oh, and, I didn't like, see that. Good on him. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I was I was checking the Twitter sphere <laughs> because uh, I was at the game about an hour early with the old man fisherman, <laughs> and you know, I was hoping that they would have the Jets game on in the lounge, right? Because we we were in the fire lounge, and you know, it's all this promo crap. And I even asked, hey, can we get the Jets game on? Oh no, we can't change the TVs this season. I mean, what, what, what is this crap? But uh, I guess I'm kind of happy I didn't see that game because uh, it looks like Zach uh, didn't have his best outing. Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to that game, but I saw the interceptions he threw, and they were really, really bad. So um, Okay, so let's talk about something positive. Yeah, of All course. Right. Let's, let's that switch Washington... to the Devils. <laughs> yeah, All right. well, maybe not so positive, but let's, let's just do a quick re- recap of each game, and then we have your favorite segments coming up later in the show. We have Stat Attack. We have Devil's Dungeon, and we have your three stars of the week. But before that, let, let's let's start with the Capitals game, and we don't need to dwell on it too much because it honestly seems like it's a one-off, really, after that six out of seven for the New Jersey Devils. So, Alex, what did you see in the Capitals game? Yeah, so the Capitals game kind of looked a little bit similar to the first two games of the season where the Devils were significantly out-shooting their opponent and really kind of controlling play. Uh, but they had a couple of issues more than a couple of issues with some puck management and then Mackenzie Blackwood had an off night as well and that just kind of led to you know a 5-1 beat down at the hands of the Capitals but they responded pretty quickly afterwards so you know it's kind of it just feels like it was it, it was 
in the past, even though it was really a week ago at this point. But um, yeah, I, that's just one of those games that it's going to happen from time to time, I guess. You want to avoid them as much as possible. And I think for the most part, the Devils have done a pretty good job avoiding them through their first nine games because the rest of the week, there's really like, there's really nothing to complain about their, with their game from the rest of the week. Yeah, I think I, I the only two takeaways I had from that game was, uh, you know, it was just it was a bad game for McKenzie, first off. Um, and secondly, that was a game I really wanted just because in the past couple seasons, we have been awful against the Washington Capitals, downright yeah. putrid. Now, I, I thought to myself going into the game, and I think I texted you when they don't have a backstrom. They don't have a Tom Wilson, and correct me if I'm wrong, was there someone else that was out? Alex? Yeah, Carl Haglund's out, too. Carl Haglund as well. Yeah. When you don't have those three major pieces, you know, that's a game I expect to win. I know it's the Capitals. I know it's Ovi. I know it's Kuznetsov. I know, you know, they upgraded in that with Darcy Kemper. But still, if this is a at this early in the season, season you got to win that game. game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially at the against you just look at the standings in the Metropolitan Division right now, and really the team that's kind of only sort of out of it is the Blue Jackets. Um, so yeah, you want to get those games against your Metropolitan Division rivals as often as you can. But you know, if uh, it's like obviously you want to have that win, but then they won three in a row following that. Hell of a response. Yeah, hell of a response because you know what? Last year's team would have went in Detroit and folded like a cheap suitcase. No, you know what? They did give up that early one, and we're going to transition right into the goodness because I've had enough of the terrible. <laughs> the goodness. We're going to the nectar. We are going to the honey, the bread and butter. Let's transition right into the Detroit Red Wings game. They came out, and they played great. I mean, they gave up an early soft one. I thought Vitek should have had that. But but after that first goal, hell of a response, came back, got one, and then another. And I think going into the second period, it was 2 or 3-1 already. Is that correct? Yeah, if I remember right, I think it was 2-1 at the first intermission. And then they scored a couple of relatively quick ones in the, to start the second period. And then they just didn't really look back from there. Didn't look back. And and Vitek, you know, after he gave up the first one, he, he made some big saves down the stretch, yeah. crucial ones. Um, a phenomenal job with shot suppression. They seem to have figured it out with their zone coverage. I mean, it, this, is, this is a great defense to watch. Yeah, and you can say that about all three games that they won this past week, too. I mean, just their opponents, especially today against the Blue Jackets, they generated nothing. But... Uh, and that that helps Vanacek too, even though um, you know he's making the saves that he needs to make and he's playing well. They're making life easy in front of him right now. Um, that Red Wings game, he yeah he gave up the first goal was pretty soft and he should have stopped it, but then he didn't really. There's nothing you couldn't fault him for the was that I think Kubalik's goal who scored that second one for the Red Wings. Yeah, I mean that was just uh, poor defensive coverage from 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 uh, who was on the ice. There was it was, it was that's Sharon Govich Mercer line, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that one was on Holtz cuz Holtz was parked in front of the net but not guarding anyone and Kubalik walks into walks into the uh, danger zone and pots that one real easy. Yeah, so and at that point, the game was pretty much in the devil's control. So, uh, yeah, I can't really fault Vanacek for that. And he stopped exactly what was expected of him. 
that game, and then you know he followed it up with a really great performance against the Avalanche on Friday night for his first shutout in a Devils uniform. So, yeah, um, I mean, a lot of firsts this week. We had a first for John Marino today. Yeah, we had a we had a first for Vitek Vanacek shutout and win because I believe the Red Wings was his first win. Correct? Uh yeah, that is correct. Yep. So a lot of firsts this week for the Devils. Yeah, gotta uh, add one. Jonas Siegenthaler scored a power play goal to make it five one today i think you may have been on the turnpike at that point but no i was i was still at the game for that one Thank oh you, you saw Alex. that one okay yeah so yeah. siegenthaler his first career power play goal of all people so yeah i i listen if you told me siegenthaler was going to have a power play goal i would have thought that our power play is awful and we are just throwing anything at it at that point but it seemed like the power play has really picked up uh and maybe they're not scoring every game but just the puck movement, the shot opportunities. I think there was one one power play this afternoon where they had six different shots on Elvis. Yeah, and I think for the game, they finished with maybe 10 or 11 shots on goal in the power play, somewhere around there. So yeah, the, chance and, the shot and chance creation, that, it's all that, there. That and, took them 25 games last year to get 10 shots on the power play. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I guess it goes without saying at this point, like, it's obvious Andrew Burnett is having a huge oh, we are We are talking about Bruno, baby. That is right. We talk about Bruno on this podcast. Yeah, and, like, it's pretty obvious that he's having a huge influence on the power play, just the way they're creating shots and chances. And I think the thing I've noticed about their power play a little bit more is that the um, Instead of getting kind of stuck out on the perimeter, they're kind of forcing their opponent's penalty kills to collapse towards the net. So it's putting more pressure on uh, you know whatever team's penalty kill they're playing, and I think that's helping them create more shots and chances. That's what you want to do is kind of get the the penalty kill on their heels. That way they're kind of collapsing and, and the pressure is on them, uh, which I don't think you didn't see that too often the last two seasons. So definitely oh. noticeable change there for sure. Completely, and you know what? And you know what else has really stuck out to me is the three perimeter players. I mean, Jesper, Jack, and Dougie just seem to have that puck on a yo-yo. They are no look passing. They are making defenders miss. They, they, they just seem to just be like a couple kids on the ice, just tossing the puck around. Yeah, it's um, almost like, I guess, pond hockey a little bit out there. Um, but Listen, think... shout out to Lily, Lily Pond Lake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, that, those, that's a throwback right there. Jeez. That, that, those, yeah. were my, those were my pond hockey days, let me tell you. Yeah, um, man, uh, making me feel old on this podcast. Jeez. Um, but, uh, yeah, another thing that I've really liked on the power play that they've done in the last couple of games is putting Nathan Bastion as a uh, net front presence on the first unit, which was the decisive kind of a decisive factor against the Avalanche because without that screen, he puts on Pablo Franzos. I don't think Jack Hughes scores there. So um, yeah, the, the power play is and, not... Nate, and, Nate, and Nate's a dog. You know, he's just an absolute dog because he, you know, maybe he's not scoring as many goals as he might have last year on that power play. But 
You know what? He is getting every puck behind the net when he can and bringing that back out to the point. I think there was, uh, I counted at least three where you know, I thought they were going to easily clear it and either Nate recovers it or he just gets a deflection so that either Dougie or one of the wings can stop it along the boards. He's had a noticeable difference on the power play and the penalty kill for that matter as well. I mean, the ki- the guy has just been, you know, the perfect utility player for the Devils. Yeah, I think that whole fourth line, if we just like move it to five on five, has been re- playing really well. They all got a point at the end there on one of those last goals. I think that was on Miles Woods' goal. Yeah, I believe. I believe Nate and McLeod both had a. Uh, they picked up a, had a, a point. Yeah, they picked yeah. up assists on that, and like anytime they score, obviously it's a good thing. But I think the thing I've noticed from Bastion and. The, you know, at five and five and his line mates is that they're doing a really good job of forechecking. Like they're not going to play the same way the rest of the team does, which is primarily off the rush. Cause you know, they're not no, really but skilled it... players like that, but they're getting in on the forecheck and making life difficult for opponents. And they're hemming in opponents in the defensive zone, which tires out people. So, I mean, they're having a huge impact, even if you're not always going to see it on the score sheet all the time, they've been playing really well. You can't really argue with how they've played so far. Com- completely agree, and um, you know, w- I guess we can, you know, go go to the Avalanche game in a second here. But you know, what the nice thing is is when they hem the other team in the zone, especially in the second period with a long change, and then you pump, and then you throw on the likes of a Nico Fabian line or the likes of Jack and Jesper after they've just you know kept a, a defender a minute plus, and then you throw those speedsters on the ice. It, you're just going to lead to to prime time goal goal opportunities uh, or or high danger chances as you advance analytic like to say, <laughs> um, but 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 you but you know what? Yeah, yeah. It's it's great because they are hemming teams in in their own zone, you know, and then and then you throw on and throw on the skill, and and it just creates more chances from there. Yeah, I mean, that's what we saw today against the Blue Jackets. Just really from the opening faceoff, they stood no chance. I mean, they were hemmed in their own end pretty much the entire game. They, they, and this is the second game I've been to, uh, folks, this season. I, I, went to, uh, I went to the Flyers game, and that was just a piss-poor performance. But today, watching this team play this brand of hockey was just so refreshing. And let me tell you, those Blue Jackets, looked dejected they didn't know what to do they couldn't get the puck out of their zone i mean you know godspeed in columbus johnny because that's like an absolute dumpster fire yeah i've been trying to tell people that team ain't that good their defense is really really bad i mean we saw that today they had been improving until today a little bit but i mean anything that they had made up for i mean they just lost it all today they just they got destroyed yeah and you know what after uh I think it was like the third or fourth goal. Uh, maybe it was after Gravy's just rocket. You could tell they were getting very frustrated, and they started taking. They started running at players. They started running at Jesper. They tried to rub Jack out. Um, it, you know, you could see there was a lot of frustration built up on that bench. Yeah, and I think you saw it in the scrum with Bastion there when they he got offsetting uh, penalties with Merce Leakins. Uh, yeah. The Blue Jackets were just a little frustrated at that point. And I think it was only 4-1 at that point still, or 5-1 maybe. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was just a dominant performance. And, you know, we got ahead of ourselves a little bit without talking, uh, without talking about the abs a little bit. But defensively, 
those two games look pretty similar to each other. I mean, the Avs weren't able to generate much of anything on Friday night, and, uh, and part of that is because uh, even though McKinnon's line kind of had the better play at 5-on-5, five five, John Marino and Ryan Graves, they were hard-matched against the McKinnon line, and they didn't score. They weren't able to generate really, like, quality chances. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, you saw that today. I got to go look at the numbers a little bit later, but I would imagine that uh, Ruff was hard matching Marino and Graves against the Gaudreau line again today. And it, from what I can tell, just based off of watching that game, you can just even look at the raw shot totals, the shots on goals. It doesn't look like they probably generated much either. So defensively, those two games have been similar. It's kind of like what you were saying before. I mean, they've looked great defensively. Nobody has really been able to generate much of anything against them through nine games. Yeah, I mean, Marino is our best defenseman right now. Um, I don't, I don't think it's even kind of close. I think uh, Dougie's he's just... been really, really good too. Um, he's That's been fair. Like typical Dougie, but yeah, I think after that, I would probably agree with you about Marino. He's probably second best to Dougie. Yeah, I mean, but it, but I, you know, I, let me just scratch that statement. I think we have a legit top four defense pairing where those two pairings are interchangeable night in and night out um and i think the they really complement the complement each other um and now if marino can start putting in points consistently which he's shown and same with gravy i mean it that 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 that's been a really really nice pairing and i know people on twitter are throwing out the uh the uh you know what was the what was the better trade? The Hall for Larson one on one, or is the Marino for Smith one on one? I don't know. It's we'll, we'll have to keep that tracker uh, going throughout the season. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy how much of an impact Marino's had so far. Like they were going to have a good right side of the defense just with Hamilton and Severson, but now that you throw Marino into the fray, and I mean they're top three, uh, they're top six uh, defensively. I mean even Brendan Smith has been playing. He played really well today. I thought he had a really good game. Of with Severson and just you know you got three pairs that are all solid. There's a little bit of a mix of everything too. Like you got a defensive defenseman um, with Smith and Siegenthaler on the left side, and Graves can play two ways. And then on the right side, I mean, all got all three of those guys they can move the puck and contribute offensively. Especially Marino, he did it his rookie season in Pittsburgh, and then his production kind of slipped. But you know we know we know he's capable of it, and he's. Starting to show it here. I think he's got what four points uh, after getting the goal today. I think did he have an assist also? I know they I, took him away. No, they yeah. took the yeah. so, so he yeah. just had the goal, right? Sorry, Alex. Yeah, yeah. They he had the goal, but I think uh, I think the Brat Pack might have phoned in to the scorekeeper and uh, said, "No, no, 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 that's Jesper's assist." I mean, he, listen, it was pretty obvious that Brat had the primary assist. On that. <laughs> I don't know the, the 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 scorekeeper was having a little trouble with that goal. There was a, there was multiple changes on that one, but you know, it's the Sunday afternoon before Halloween. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give him some slack. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I think we pretty much covered this 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 Columbus game, and um, from start from puck drop to to the last horn, it was an absolute dominant performance. The what I can hope to say a typical Devils performance. Uh, low shot opportunities for the opponent. High shot opportunities for the Devils. Um, a lot of grade A chances, uh, and they put this one away early. 
Um, it, it was not close ever. Um, yeah. and, and that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see out of this Devils team. You want to be able to put games away early so you don't have to log tough, difficult minutes deep into the third. Um, so let's, let's you know, close the book on this Columbus game. But I do want to jump back to the Colorado game because this, this, that game deserves a little bit more attention than, than we've been able to give it so far. Yeah. This is the defending Stanley Cup champions, Alex. This is the f- – I'm going to save that for stat attack. But this was a great performance start to finish, a one nothing victory, a victory we haven't been able to do this year. Um, and just an overall tough team performance. What, what do you, what, anything else you'd like to add on that? Uh, yeah. So I actually want to talk about a little bit about Vanacek in that game too, because sure. even, yeah, even though the devils made life relatively easy on him, uh, he still had to f- go on the, he was still, you know, part of the penalty kill six times and the abs power play was coming into that game was converting on their power play at 50%. And he made a couple of big saves, a few big saves on the power play. And obviously, there's the big save on Evan Rodriguez later in the game that kept it 1 0. Um, he only faced, I think, what was the 24 shots for that game, but he still stopped 2.5 expected goal of goals above expected for that game. So he was really, really good. And, you know, it was one of those games that I think Devils fans just, we don't remember seeing like a tight checking defensive game where a goalie kind of steals it a little bit almost. I wouldn't say steal all the way because they played well. I mean, the goal made a significant we, we, difference. We, we haven't seen one of those since 03, Alex. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. It's, <laughs> it's probably since like Pete Corey Schneider, honestly, when he was you know still at the height of his game. Uh, so yeah, that was an impressive performance, and it was wildly different from what we were used to seeing from the Devils this season. Where they were just kind of you know at, to that point, they were just kind of running up the shot clock on everyone and just out shooting them by like two to one ratios, which we saw again today against the blue jackets, even more, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can win games the way you want to play, like they did today against the blue jackets, but you can also find ways to win tight checking, low scoring, low event games too. You're going to win a lot of games. And that's something that the Florida Panthers did really well. You know, last season with Andrew Burnett as their interim coach, it's hard to say how much of a say he has in their overall coaching philosophy here, but um, it's for sure he's he's for sure having an impact at some. I'm going to take a stab at it, Alex. He's got he's got something. To say. Yeah, I agree. This this is not coincidental. No, I I agree 100 percent with you. And if you listen to the um, hockey PDO cast, I think mm, not this past Friday, but two Fridays ago or something like that, Jack Hahn was Dmitry Filipovich. Povich's guest and he was talking about how a lot of the stuff that the Devils are doing right now looks pretty similar to what the Panthers were doing last season so I definitely think that it's not a coincidence I definitely think there's you know he rough probably and credit to rough for not you know, I guess being open to new ideas from Burnett if that's the case um I think they they took some of the, the philosophy he was running with the Panthers last season and last season and they put it in their own game um and it's having a significant effect uh positive impact on their game so far huge impact because i remember when we played the panthers last year we couldn't get the puck out of our own zone they beat the shit out of us um and and this season we are returning the favor to a lot of the nhl teams um across the league uh metropolitan rivals or or you know other teams in the Western Conference. So yeah. it's been it's been a breath of fresh air, Alex. It's been a breath of fresh air. 
Yeah, and uh, now that the finishing is starting to come around a little bit too, so you know if they're going to start scoring goals at this kind of rate, and maybe the opponent has a little bit to do with it the last two games where they scored six and seven goals, the Red Wings and Blue Jackets are not great defensively. But, yeah, I mean, if the finishing is going to come consistently moving forward here, then you know, I really don't have too many concerns uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, totally. All right. So we moved to our first segment of the show, Alex. Uh, the stat attack brought to you by the Mrs. Fisherman. All right, Alex, why don't you kick off stat attack for us? Yeah, so we're just going to start with a simple stat first. I got a couple. Simple stat, and we're going to, from the Blue Jackets game today, the Devils hit 52 shots on goal uh, when the final horse sounded uh, their most this season. Um, they've been hitting 40 pretty consistently, but 52 is... Um, that's something else, and they were rewarded for it with seven goals. Um, maybe Merzlikens could have stopped a little bit, but, I mean, he, the poor guy just faced a barrage of shots today. I mean, the Blue Jackets' defense was just an absolute mess. Um, second goal I have, or second stat I have, is from today's game as well. Is the Devils had, at all situations, had 5.2 expected goals compared to the Blue Jackets' 0.98. That's from Money Puck. Uh, that varies on which sites, you know, they have different expected goals models, so it could be a little different, but they're usually all pretty similar. Uh, that's from Money Puck, so that... That is um, outrageous. Yeah, that's a huge expected goals difference, even at all situations, because the Blue Jackets had a couple power plays, and they still didn't get to, like, they're just under a, a one expected goal, so... You got to feel dominant. for Elvis. You got to yeah, feel he, for Elvis. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, I know he probably would want a couple of those goals back, but they were just so bad in front of him. There was really... And he made a few pretty impressive saves. Uh, he showed off some of his athleticism. But, I mean, when you face that many shots, you just have to be otherworldly. You don't really have much of a chance. So, yeah, those two stats really speak to the uh, just the dominance that the Devils displayed uh, against the Blue Jackets today. It was quite, quite impressive. That's the best game I've seen from them in quite some time. Well, fantastic. I mean, and, and you know what's kind of funny is because we, we said that about the Islanders game, right? Yeah. And this we were one, like, yeah. we're like, that was like one of the best Devils games we've seen in a while. And then they followed up with two more or three more of those performances the following week. This is the consistency that they are going to need uh, to make it to the playoffs. They are going to need to consistently win games in different manners, but it seems like they have an identity to lean back on, and that's going to be very important going forward. Yeah, you definitely know how they want to play this year, and they've always wanted to play off the rush, but I mean, like, now it's pretty obvious, like, just go skate teams into the ground, because they're capable, they have the roster to do it, so, um, yeah, there's definitely an identity with this team, which maybe you've kind of, you know, fans have maybe questioned before, which, you know, I think that was fair, but now you really know how they want to play, and they have the defensive game to go along with it, it's um, basically just play, just go skate teams into the ground, and hope our goalies stop what they are supposed to stop. And if they do that, they're going to win games, which is Vanacek has done and more in his last three starts. So, yeah, yeah, definitely positives from this week. Fantastic. Now, I have a little stat, and I might muff this because I don't have the numbers in front of me, and uh, I'm going off pure memory here. Uh, you know, shout out to the car cast. So, we uh, shut out the Blanche one nothing on friday that was the first game in 154 games that the colorado avalanche have been shut out nearly two seasons 
Yeah, that's correct. I'm pretty sure you didn't butcher that one. So it was either 153 or 154. So, you know, much not much of a difference. But yeah, that's a think about that too with all the firepower that they have Kale McCarr. Even though Nachushkin and uh, Landis Cog weren't there for that game on Friday, they still had McKinnon and McCarr and uh, Rakanen and Rantanen. Yeah, I mean, so that's an impressive. Sorry, Rantanen, not Rakanen. Yeah, Rantanen. Listen. Yeah, it's all right. You know. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, the, the um, people they they knew who you were talking about. Yeah, they shout out to our listeners. We appreciate you. Yeah, even the even the one listener from New Zealand would love to know who you are. Please, <laughs> please. Yeah, seriously, that that's got me curious. Please DM Alex because <laughs> we we love that we have listeners in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, okay, that is the end of the stat attack. Now we are going to roll in to a, another fan favorite, Devils dungeon now alex it might be tough to find some candidates for the devil's dungeon after this previous week but i have one but i'll let you uh, i'll I'll let you go first alex all right so i guess a little bit of a role reversal here i actually don't have anything for the the devil's dungeon there's just nothing like i I try to go back to the caps game and maybe try to think of something from there but i mean what they did after that kind of negates anything that happened in the caps game i I got nothing for the devil's dungeon this week i think there's no one who played poorly that's fine you know there's some of us that do our homework before this podcast and then there's others that don't (laughs) okay excuse me you last week you had no one in the devil's dungeon except devil's fans (laughs) don't give me that do not give me that <laughs> I just mess it around. I just mess it around. You can be oh, yeah, well prepared. Uh, so no, but actually, I, I I think this it might be people might call me out for it, but I'm gonna throw Alexander Holt to the Devils Dungeon. Um, he's had a couple opportunities. Yeah, I mean, he's had a couple opportunities here to to play. And shout out to RJ and Sparta because I know he'll like this one. And also, not a shout out to RJ and Sparta for not showing up today. But you know, I guess family called. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna reach out to me after this one. But uh, Alexander yeah. Holtz definitely um, in Devil's Dungeon hasn't been there. Lindy touched on it. His speed hasn't been there, and his defensive uh, brain farts, if you will, ha- have cost the Devils a goal. We talked about it in the Red Wings game, and now with the likes of Jesper Boquist and Fabian Zetterlin, his Swedish brethren brethren um it's gonna be very tough to get him back on the ice even with the plot injury yeah i mean if, especially if they keep winning games like this they're not they're not gonna take bokus out of the lineup even for andreas Janssen, who's going with them to the western canada trip with plot on ir and not traveling so yeah i mean you know rough to his credit has always been like this when the team is winning games and that rolling he doesn't really tinker with the lineup too much until he has to make a change after a loss or something like that so yeah, I mean, he's not hes not going to get back in, and it's a bit of a dilemma because I think he's too good for the AHL, so I'm not really sure how much he improves down there. Um, but you can't really put him in the lineup right now, so it's tough. But I guess the benefit to that is he's always going to be practicing with NHL players. So, Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm sure he'll get a game in Western Canada as a, as a rest point for someone or just to switch it up. And, and I'm sure... Kevin Ball will get a game too, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, and I think those are two separate situations, if I'm being honest, because I think Ball's played well and he deserves mm-hmm. to play. But Brandon Smith, you know, has played well too, and he brings uh, physicality and veteran leadership. So, you know, I, I can understand that, but I don't see where Holtz cracks in anytime soon. Uh, I mean, maybe 
you have him and Boquist flip games. It's not like Boquist is tearing the world apart. But Zetterland has really made a name for himself. He finally got on the score sheet today with a goal. Um, he's been, I think, uh, one of the games this week, I think he had seven shots on goal. In yeah, that was game. the Red Wings game. Yeah, re- unbelievable. And not to mention, he is built like a brick shit house. I mean, that <laughs> dude is a meatball. He's an absolute meatball. But it doesn't look like he's eating a lot of them because he looks like freaking Zeus. Um, but, and listen, uh, I have to shout out uh, Jeff. Uh, I don't know where Jeff lives, but it, Jeff Jeff works for the old man fisherman, and he got me a Zetterlin signed puck. So oh, I'm, look at you! I am through the roof. So shout out to Jeff. All right, um, thank you for that. And that is the end of Devil's Dungeon. Jeff is not in Devil's Dungeon. He he's he's an honorary star this week. For yeah, the but I hope puck. he's not in the dungeon. After that. <laughs> I mean, what would you be doing here? He's, come on. I know. I'd, I'd probably get a phone call from old yeah, man seriously. fisherman. I mean, you're already getting one from RJ, so you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's that's for another podcast. But um, okay, let's let's now roll into the three stars of the week, Alex. And there's lots of contenders this week. Uh, but Alex, why don't, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So, geez, where do I go with this? Um, so, I'm third star. I'm going to go with Vitek Vanacek. Uh, three wins in a row. Looked pretty good in most of them. Even today, when he kind of just there were minutes where he would go without facing a shot against the Blue Jackets. I think he um, was playing tic tac toe with himself. Yeah, I mean, and it, <laughs> I mean honestly, he could. I mean, there's just moments where the, the Blue Jackets weren't in the offensive zone for like five minutes. Um, so that's a hard game to stay engaged in and. Um, you know, he made the saves when he had to. Uh, the one goal he gave up, I don't think you can fault him for it. It was a really nice shot from Chico. No, that was that was a defensive breakdown. They they lost sight of the winger and an absolute rocket from Chinakov. Yeah, so uh, nothing you could fault him for on that goal. So yeah, that's my third star. Uh, second star, I'm gonna go with Nico Heischer. Um, Jeff Merrick tweeted it during the game today. Um, he's like, I know you guys are sick of me talking about Nico Heischer, but. Let's talk about Nico Heischer. Jeff Merrick loves Nico Heischer. He's a, he's a big Nico Heischer fan. And you know what? I can't really fault him for it, the way Heischer is playing to start this season. He was um, fantastic against the Blue Jackets this week or today and just had a great week in general. Um, the Red Wings game, he was fantastic. Uh, you know, He was a big part of the reason why the Avs were, got shut down. He just played a great defensive game. And you know, I think um, Merrick's whole argument – even before the season started, it's like we're going to be talking about Heischer in the Selkie conversation this year. And uh, I think that definitely has some merit to it with the way he started the season. Um, the points are coming, and he's also playing great defensively. It's like that the whole week. So I wonder who I do. You, I wonder who, 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 who said that before the season started. I, that might have been the Fisherman. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. It could have yeah. been the Fisherman, too. Yeah, maybe yeah. Jeff Merrick and the Fisherman are the same person. I'm not sure. We might have to look into that. They've never been seen together. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, we're going to Halloween, some spooky spooky edition here. And a car cast? Ooh, yeah, and, oh, Merrick, car cast, Elliot Friedman, car cast. You know, I'm going to have to tag Friedman and Merrick in this so that way they can listen. Yeah. Um, uh, and we... And... and Shout out to Friedman and Merrick, the OGs of hockey podcasts. Uh, we we could own take this as flattery because we uh, owe everything to you. So, yeah, seriously. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, this is an ode to Merrick and Friedman. More Merrick for his love for Nico Heischer. And now, Friedman because we're doing a card cast. Let's not, you know. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And then I got to do my first star here and uh, got to go with Jesper Bratt. I mean, the guy just keeps racking up the points. He's up to, we had a multi point game today. I think that puts him at 15 points through 19 games or nine games after today. Uh, the, you know, I don't really need to say much about how he's playing right now. He's just lighting the world on fire. And, uh, you know, he had the primary assist on the whose goal was that? Ryan Graves' goal, right? Um, yeah. And then the goal the, on the one timer later in the game. So, yeah. Beautiful Brett, pass from Jack. Yeah. Beautiful that was a pass. fantastic pass. Yeah. It was um, just great vision from Jack. And Brat put it in the net with the one timer. So, yeah, just for Brad sliding the world on fire, he's my devil's first star of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. And all I could say as is, is uh, Fitz, I know you are not listening, but on the off chance, <laughs> uh, for some reason, you are listening. Sign that man, pay back the Brinks truck, send all the money to Sweden, lock him down. He is an absolute stud. Yeah. January 1st, that's the date that they can officially announce an extension for him. So, you know, Good. get it done. Those those documents better be already signed and notarized. You're just waiting on the announcement at this point. Yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> okay, my three stars of the week. And I think they're going to be very similar to yours. Um, and uh, I'm going to start with VTech. VTech's been great. You know, he's had long, long stretches of games where he hasn't been needed. But when he has been needed, he has rang the bell. He has made some unbelievable stops. He won them the game against Colorado. Um, this is the goaltending we've been looking for, been hoping for. Um, and let's just let's just keep the hot hand rolling. I, I mean, I know uh, McKenzie was, you know, the third star of the week last week for the NHL. Um, let's just, you know, if we need to alternate every couple games, let's just keep this hot goal tendon rolling because it really does make a difference for this New Jersey Devils team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my second star of the week is going to be similar to you. Um, Nico, he's Uh, he has been fantastic. He has really grown into this captain's role. Um, I think his play has really lifted the way lifted his line mates um i think you know he's had multiple different wingers this season already and it doesn't seem to face him he's putting up points consistently he's been great from the dot he's been great defensively with poke checks tracking back his full 200 foot game has been incredible and just a joy to watch this is the nika we knew we had but now to see it come consistently has been just awesome. Just yeah. awesome. Um, so just some great hockey there. And I think Jesper's the easy choice for the first star. And I don't blame you going there. But I'm not going there. To take anything away from Jesper, his ridiculous point streak. Um, but I really think John Marino deserves first star. Um, it's been incredible to have a defenseman like him he's starting to get the points but his his just the way he sees the game his decision to pinch in the in the offensive zone or the breaking up of two on ones or just his vision out of the defensive zone into transition plays has just been great great pickup from Fitz, but 
you know, John Marino's my first star of the week. Yeah, I can't fault you for picking him. He was really good. I mean, that goal he scored today was just it was less about actually the goal itself and the play he made. Uh, the read and the intercept uh, it was just fantastic, like you were talking about. So, and for Johnny Hockey today, there wasn't even a close. And yeah, shout I mean, out to the admin team for the Devils Twitter for trolling like that. That is the admin team we've come to know and really love. Best admin team in the NHL. <laughs> that is Johnny Hockey. I was there for it. The boos were fantastic today when he got that penalty. Oh, man, now the boo birds were out, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Not to mention, I almost went down there and, like, knocked on the glass myself. But I, 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 Knowing you for as long as I have, I would that would not have surprised me at all. Uh, I've matured in my old age, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good for you, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's look at the week ahead and, and wrap up here. Um, yep. The Western Hockey Western Hockey trip. Alex, why don't you run us through these games and give us your thoughts? Yeah, so Canucks obviously got off that awful start, 0-5-2, but they've won their last two games, uh, one coming against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I believe. So they've, I wouldn't, wouldn't say they've righted the ship, but they've at least stopped the bleeding for a little bit. Um, but the even though that's the case, you know, the Canucks, they're still they've been pretty leaky defensively i think it's a good opportunity for the devil's offense uh to just kind of push the pace again uh i mean you, you just look at their personnel on their blue line and aside from quinn hughes who i'm actually not sure if he's available because of injury um you know aside from him that's just it's a tough looking blue line right now so i think the devil's offense should be in a pretty good spot to do what they want once again it's the uh, two games later in the week that should really be interesting against Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Um, that Oilers game could be a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, those are two teams that that love. could be a track meet. Yeah, that, that could we be could a see some goals and some pace. Uh, that's that game could be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, just the way both teams like to play and how they've kind of started their seasons. And then uh, you know, Calgary, uh, a little bit of a tumultuous offseason, but. Also not tumultuous because they ended up with John Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Weger uh, after losing Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. So and I think you're forgetting their second line center. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, right, Nazem Kadri. Um, he's off to a pretty good start with the Flames as well. So uh, yeah, these Western Canada trips are always tough uh, for East Coast teams just because you got to do the travel thing, the time difference, and you know these teams are in their home base. So it's uh, I mean we saw the Pittsburgh Penguins went out west. Uh, this week, and they lost four games in a row, including one to the Seattle Kraken last night. So these games are always tough. Um, the Devils have had success in Vancouver over the years. I think last season was like the first time they had lost there in 12 or 13 tries or something like that. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. If they can win uh, that game, that puts them in a pretty good spot. Moving give forward. me Just give me three points. Give That's me three. Too. If three out of six points would be pretty successful because these trips are tough. Um. So and so be, had, there'd be a hell of a measuring stick for this team, right? We, yeah. you know, we this week we, you know, outside of the Capitals game, tremendous week. We gave it back to the Red Wings after that first loss. We we beat the Stanley defending Stanley Cup champions, and then we absolutely railroaded the Columbus Blue Jackets as we should because they are a. The, I, I'm, I'm announcing it now. They're in the race for Bedard. Yeah, that team's point. not good. I mean, they got a little bit of talent, but yeah, they're just they're not there right now. They're going to be in the, the lottery, the top five for sure. I mean, that team just looks disinterested, and we're only 
still in October. I know November's on Tuesday, but that team looks disinterested. Lane looks like he's stuck in sand, and Goudreau's got no one to pass the puck to. Yeah, so, yeah, tough times in Columbus. But uh, I guess to your point, I mean, yeah, the schedule is toughening up here a little bit. The, the Oilers and the Flames, they're expected to be top you know, contenders in the Western Conference, even though the Western Conference is significantly weaker than the East, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon this season. Uh, they're still expected to be, you know, top of the, the Western Conference and really top half of the league kind of teams. So, yeah, it'll definitely be a good measuring stick for this young Devils team that's kind of just had their way so far. Are they going to be able to dominate at 5-5 five and five like they have for most of the start of this season? Uh, maybe they can against Vancouver. I'm not really sure they'll be able to do that against Edmonton, especially Calgary. Calgary's blue line. I mean, they got like they got just a bunch of dogs back there. I mean, everyone's great. So uh, I'm really interested to see how this system, or I, I don't want to say new, but this goes up against a Daryl Sutter coach team. Uh, exactly, team that's usually very responsive, very responsible, very well structured. And they blew the doors off us last season. We weren't even close in both of those games. Yeah, I remember those games were bad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a good, definitely an interesting uh, week for the Devils. Um, I hope everyone's ready for a little Devils after dark because I think the earliest start time this week is the Oilers game at 9 p.m. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun. And I'll be honest, I, uh, I am not a night owl. Uh, so yeah, I, I good, might be watching. It's good for everyone else. I'm very much a night owl, so I'll have you covered. <laughs> yeah, so I might be watching these uh, replays in the gym the next morning. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm really, really looking forward to that Oilers game, and I hope this team is too. Um, I really yeah, hope I mean, they've you got Jack Hughes versus Connor McDavid, and yeah, Jack it's, Hughes it's versus Connor McDavid. I think it's Jesper Bratt versus Connor McDavid at this point. Uh, Jesper, I think, has really solidified himself as the premier playmaker on this team. Yeah, that's. Um... I mean, either way, you know, either you got, way, you should, I know. Yeah, he's using Brat versus Drysaddle and McDavid. It should be a pretty fun game. Yeah, it, no, it should. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and even the Flames game. Like I, I and and is this a, and this is the first time ever because we have a home and home with the Flames, correct? Yeah, that's a weird one. They played so yeah, they play the Flames on Saturday night, and then they got a couple days off, and then the Flames come here to Jersey on Tuesday night, next Tuesday to play um yeah i don't re recall seeing a home and home like that with the west uh team in the western conference it's kind of interesting but yeah it's the way the schedule is set up so they will be playing the flames in back-to-back -back games fantastic fantastic well uh i think we said it i think we're hoping for three points out of this trip let's see if this uh this style of hockey can continue this level of effort can continue um you know definitely a win out of vancouver let's let's not let them get back off the mat but then the final two games are going to be tough ones in uh, in Barnes where the, the people show up, they're loud, um, and that's that's a fast pace to hockey those two teams play. So I'm really looking forward to that with this with this Devils team. Yeah, definitely should be a fun week. At least and, I hope. Yeah, so I think there's one last thing we need to touch on before we uh, wrap up, and we've kind of already touched on it a little bit, but Andre Palat has been uh, put on IR, retroactive October 24th. Uh, really haven't got much from the team. I know there's been some rumblings when people went to signings, and they he said he was fine, but it uh, looks like he's getting a second opinion on Monday from the doctors for a path forward. 
I'm going to hold judgment until I hear more, but this does not look encouraging. Yeah, Lindy Ruff said in his pregame presser today that they will have a final determination tomorrow, or I guess whenever you guys listen to this, it would probably be Monday, so today. They'll have a final determination on Andre Palat, but he is not traveling with the team to Western Canada, so he will be unavailable for those three games. Uh, I guess the good news there, if you want to, obviously you'd love to have a guy like Palat on the road trip for uh, the Western Canada trip, but the good news is Fabian Zetterlin has been stepping up uh, in his absence, so... At least there's that. But yeah, he will be avail- unavailable at least for these next three games. And uh, they've been pretty tight-lipped on what's uh, he's ailing him right now. I think when Shocker. He, yeah, I think when they officially put him on, um, or he officially, not when they officially put him on IR, but when he missed his first game, I guess, I think that was against the Red Wings. They said it was a lower body injury. So it must be something maybe, I, if I remember right, I think against the Caps, he blocked a shot and kind of was a little gingerly, but... That's more speculation. I don't really remember off the top of my head, so we'll just have to wait for what the Devils announced today um, when you guys are listening to this. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and edit and get it out tonight. If not, it will be released tomorrow. But uh, with that being said, what a hell of a week from the New Jersey Devils. Looking forward to this week coming up. And I think that puts an end to our first car cast. Hopefully many more to come. Yeah, um, yeah, put it... Put the, I was going to say put Elliot Friedman to shame, but my, my God, no. What are you thinking here, man? But yeah, Elliot Friedman gave us, I guess, the idea for a car cast, and I think it went pretty well. So Yeah, so it may, maybe the audio is not the best. and Yeah, uh, we used a different, uh, we used Anchor at this time instead of Zencaster. So yeah, it might be, the audio might be a little different than usual. But, but you know what? It's, uh, it's always fun, and uh, you guys kept me company as I uh, make my trip home. Um, but thank you guys for listening and we will be back next Sunday evening to recap the Western hockey, uh, trip. So with that being said, I hope everyone has a great week. Alex, why don't you remind everyone where we can find you on the internet? Yeah. So Twitter, uh, my Twitter is Alex C underscore THW right for the hockey writers pretty much most of the time. And then uh, contribute to Infernal Access two to three times a month. Uh, you can follow Todd Cordell on Twitter too, and then at Infernal Access. That's you know that's the IA stuff right there. So um, yeah, that's where. I, otherwise, you can't find me on the internet for the most part. I'm just basically Twitter. So if you want to get Devil's News, that's the place to follow me. All right, fantastic. Well, thank you everyone, and go Devils. Go Devils. <laughs>